Oh my god. Here we go, another day, guys. You guys know what it is. It is Pick and Pod. I am your host, Manny Adeye here. And um, I'm joined by two good guys, man. Christian Nokai and Peter Hudak. Guys, what's going on? Not much. Remorseful Knicks fan over yeah. here. Yeah, oh, I'm depressed. Guys, I don't know. You, no one is here in the studio with us, but man, the tension, the the energy from these two Knicks fans, it's they're they're suffering. They're they're really hurting. Like I can really, I felt it when I walked in the room. It was the first thing mentioned, guys. I guess I guess we gotta jump right into it. Um, for those who don't know, man, KP Chris Saporzingis went down yesterday with a torn Achilles. Oh, sorry, with a torn ACL. So he's out for the season. Um, how do you guys feel? Not good. I mean, he's not just out for the season. I saw Frank Isola said 12 months, so that means best-case scenario is coming back by next year's All-Star game, which really just, you know, stinks for the Knicks. If LeBron James leaves the East, it was leaving the East wide open, and now, you know, our playoff hopes for next year are dashed. I didn't have too many hopes for this year, but it doesn't look good for the Knicks going forward. You know, it's like, it's like the year started off with so much hope. They were playing so well. <laughs> they did. They did start off strong. And then, you know, of course, Tim Hardaway breaks his leg, and it's like, all right, he's coming back. Maybe they can make a push. And then this happens. And it's not just the fact that he's going to be out for the rest of the year. He's going to be out for next year, too. So that's, what, two years of, what, 20 wins if we're lucky, 30 wins? Yeah. And the only good thing about this is that maybe they can actually rebuild now and get some top picks. And maybe if Porzingis can come back, I really hope he can come back the same player they'll have some kind of core there that can compete in the next two or three years. I mean, what's crazy to me, Pete, as you mentioned, they said, like, it's going to be 12 months for his recovery? Yeah. Why is it so long? I mean, we, I know in football we see guys come back, what, like six, seven months from ACL injuries? Yeah. I, I, maybe it's because how big he is. Maybe because he's 7'3". I think it might be MCL. Yeah, maybe he tore his ACL, ACL and, and his MCL. MCL. And, then, and then he has a... a, a a terrible uh, history of injuries yes. anyway. So yes, it's just yeah. like, whether it's just a terrible situation for Knicks fans. Like you said, there was so much promise for this year early. It, it looked so good. And then you lose your, your star guy. You lose your, your goddamn, your, your unicorn. It's, it's, it's crazy. Um, and, and, you know, the problem, the, the thing I'm, I see trending right now in the, in the NBA is a lot of injuries. Oh, yeah. I mean, we got John Wall going down as well. Boogie, too. Boogie going down. Hey, how crazy that. All this is on like LeBron's All Star team. Have you realized yeah. that? This is like significant. <laughs> like I don't know what it is, man. I don't want to say he's cursed, but hey, there's significant injuries. And we still have like another week till the All Star weekend. So hopefully, you know, uh, guys can stay fine on that side. Speaking about LeBron James, got to talk about the Cavaliers, and the Cavaliers look disgusting right now. Um, they've been since since Christmas. They've been what six and thirteen. It's it's bad. They're a hot mess, man. <laughs> like, it's, it's like everybody is fighting with each other. You have Isaiah Thomas saying Kevin Love is like a bum, and you have Kevin Love breaking his hand. And then, like, just it's just a hot mess there, man. Oh, my God. I So, you know, I again, it's the regular season, and you know LeBron's going to turn on the playoffs, but I think this is the first year where I, I think LeBron's not going to the NBA Finals. I literally, Are you I, sure? I, I, I don't think... No, I don't, I, I, I don't think, think Wade and Rose, they're just playing Pete, so bad. I don't know time. about that. I don't know about that, Peter. I mean, I don't know. I always, I always, the Cavs do this a lot where they like kind of fake people out into thinking they're really bad and then they still make it. You know, they only lost one game on their way to the finals last year. But last year, J.R. Smith was really hot. They had Kyrie Irving. 
they were bad at defense, but they could shoot their way out of it. Yeah. They, they're not shooting their way out of it this year. Isaiah Thomas is playing himself back into shape. J.R. Smith can't shoot the ball. Jay Crowder can't shoot the ball. Uh, Tristan Thompson isn't banging on the boards for this team this year. I don't know what's happening. It's a Kardashian curse. I know that. <laughs> I know that as much. I can oh, tell yeah, you what's no, going yeah, on with right Tristan. Yeah. <laughs> besides everybody, besides Tristan, I don't know what the problem is with the Cavs. And the worst part is they'll they'll play games like um, they'll be up like twenty at mm. halftime. And like, all right, offense is clicking. They're somewhat clicking on defense, and then they'll come out in the second half and can't get no shots in. Like yeah. nothing's mm. going down. You know what I think the problem is? Honestly, I think it's just that they have too many one-on-one players. Yeah. It's like you have Wade, who's a one-on-one player. You have Rose, who's a one-on-one player. You have Isaiah Thomas. LeBron's really the only one who passes. But also, you know, all these guys are older and slower. It's like it's, they, they need they need more youth. They need athletic wings that can guard the three ball. You know, they don't have that. Yeah, I mean, that that's like that's the uh, the issue of having IT out there on the court all the time because – Obviously, he's he's one of the few players in the NBA and the NBA history who are below six feet. And when you when you have to guard guys to what six five, six ten, even six three for for you is going to be tough. And he's not a good defender. And that, quite frankly, him being on the court offensively has hurt LeBron James' stats as well. So his production's being down. He has like the worst plus minus like right now in the NBA, which is insane for the greatest player in the NBA right now. Yeah. I mean, it's got to hurt LeBron's feelings that uh, they lost to the Magic the other night. I saw that, and it was all based on Jonathan Simmons balling out. This was a guy who uh, LeBron tried to recruit to the Cavaliers last offseason, and then he just almost outscores the Cavs in the fourth quarter. Yeah, the Cavs scored nine points in that oh game in, in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Like, how crazy is that? So, like, now they just have problems offensively, defensively, and then they have problems, like, with the coaches. Ty Lue, didn't, uh, he didn't even coach the rest of that game. He, he had to, sick. Yeah, he had, he got sick. <laughs> we, just, uh, where are we point where are we pointing the fingers at? Like, I think okay. Well, we had to point it at the best player. This was kind of the roster. You can't part. point it but, at but, LeBron. But, but this is the roster he wanted. This is what he what GM. They call him the GM for a reason. This is the roster that he he thought was good enough, and unfortunately for them, they're just not playing well. And again, this defense is just so bad. Oh my goodness. It, Again, you could still hold out hope. Again, it's still LeBron, so there's still a chance to make the finals. But if they don't get it fixed, they're not making it to the NBA finals. What was interesting is that they're still third in the East. And I can never – there's no way I can say LeBron won't make the finals out of the East. Like, mm-hmm. when the playoffs comes around, he just turns into a different monster. And we see that every year. I mean – they are third in the East, but the East is so cluttered. I think they're like five games out of being out of the playoffs. Mm. I mean, we're talking, oh, they're definitely going to make the finals. We're not even sure they're definitely going to make the playoffs. No, they're going to make the playoffs. It's LeBron. I mean, Come on. <laughs> I think they're going to make the playoffs, but you got to beat the Magic. No, no. I mean, he yeah, has right, a point. Right. The Cavs right now, they're, they're 30 and 22, and Philly and the AC, they're only 26 and 25. Oh, my God. <laughs> At the going rate of where they're going right now, they probably will not make the, the playoffs at all. But I can't. I can never, just never, ever bet against that or LeBron. You can't discredit LeBron, man. There's no way. Yeah. And I'm not even a fan of the guy, and I still respect. What he can do. <laughs> like, when in doubt, you believe LeBron's going to the finals. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, so we're gonna switch over to the West side, and uh, so the the Thunder played the Warriors, and boy was that a game! 
I mean, the thun- the Thunder pretty much, they're, they're starting to click now, which is good yeah. because, you know, it's funny because during the Cavs, like, uh, what, during their win streak early in late December, OKC was not looking so hot. Mm-hmm. The, the, the big question was on OKC, like, what's what's the problem? We have three ball-dominant superstars. What's going on? Now the tables have switched for both teams, and they're starting to click. They're actually 2-0 and against the Warriors right now. And I don't know, man. I don't think... It's going to be a tough road in the playoffs for these Warriors if they have to keep running to OKC or maybe even Houston. Yeah, I think um, I don't like Houston against the Warriors because I don't think the Warriors – the Rockets are trying to beat the Warriors at their own game. They're trying to, you know, shoot more and score more points than the Warriors. Yeah. I think the Thunder have a better construction to beat the Warriors because they're going to really make them work for their points. Russell's not going to let – Curry get any easy baskets. Paul George isn't going to let it be easy for Kevin Durant. Where they really miss it is Andre Roberson on, you know, switching Mm -hmm. around on those guys. And, you know, but also I think the Warriors are kind of limping into the All-Star game. Mm -hmm. I don't think they really want to be playing these games. I saw Draymond Green laugh when he got ejected. That's not not full throttle Draymond Green. You know, I think they're just, they kind of know, they kind of know what they have when we're talking about the Warriors. Like, they're going to turn it on in the playoffs. But I think, honestly, the way to beat them is you have to outgun them because there's no way you're going to stop them. And I think that the Rockets, they have a chance to beat them. And if the Thunder can keep clicking and they keep moving the ball, they have a great chance too. But an uh, underrated team that I think can also beat them is the Timberwolves. I mean, Jimmy yeah. Butler. They have they have Jimmy Butler, Andrew Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns. They have the depth. They have the athleticism to guard them. So the Western Conference, I think, is a lot more of a, a mystery. Even though... The Warriors are still the the team to beat. There's teams I think they they have weakness. They have they have a weakness. Their bench is not great, and if guys like Paul George and Carmelo Anthony can drop twenty with Russ dropping twenty, and you have Stephen Adams, the Thunder could surprise. Who knows? They might be able to beat the Warriors in the playoffs. So uh, you, you you mentioned uh, the Warriors' weakness. What might that be? It's got to be their bench. I just you know can Sean Livingston, can Andre Iguodala, can Swaggy P or whatever his new name is. Can <laughs> uh, is Caspi playing? Is he hurt or is he like actually Uh no, I don't think he's back. Okay, so you know that's probably their one weakness, but yep. but again, I I can't discredit them. The only other thing that could possibly hurt them is injuries. And Steph was injured earlier. KD was injured last year, but you still saw they swept the playoffs. I only lost one game. So I mean, I don't really know. Again, that's the one thing you have to outgun them. So I think teams like the Rockets and the Thunder can outgun them. I mean, I think it's scary because I don't think they have a weakness. Like you said, Steph goes down, KD could go down. But we've seen when Steph goes down, KD just turns up. When KD goes down, Steph just turns up out of nowhere. And you can't forget Clay Thompson who could just yeah. turn yeah. it up out of nowhere. So I, yeah. Pete, I don't know, man. He said that they have a weakness in their bench. It's impossible for me. I don't see one. I, I don't see it either. I mean, when you get to the playoffs, those rotations get real small. Yeah. We're not going to see Swaggy P or Omi or Caspi out there. If, Especially if it's not in, like, bonus. the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, Maybe yeah. yeah. Early. Maybe early when they're blowing out teams. I don't think the Warriors <laughs> have that big of a weakness. I mean, I, I think they'll be fine. I think you said the West was more open. I don't believe that. I think the East is more open. I think there's, like, five mm. teams that could come out of the East. Heat, Wizards. Celtics, Cavs, um, you know, I think I missed one, but oh, Raptors. Raptors, yeah, Raptors. I think the Raptors could come out of the East. I think the West is pretty locked up, unless there's an injury, which I always say, you know, Kevin Durant gets hurt, Stephen Curry gets hurt. If it happens during the playoffs, that gives some of those other teams an opportunity. 
Yeah, so it's tough to see their weakness. You know, I know Draymond's green, like one of his greatest strength is his passion. Mm-hmm. That's also his greatest weakness yes. as well because yeah. he got ejected once again last night. And this time it was not pretty. It was not pretty at all. For those who don't know, uh, Draymond had gone to – it wasn't even a scuffle. He did get uh, – he busted his lip and the elbow. He took an elbow to the face, and uh, he was in the referee's face, and he was upset about it, literally blood coming from his mouth. However, the referee, who was a female, was telling him, Draymond, out of my face, back up, back up. He didn't back up. She stepped away, gave him a tech. Later on in the game, he threw a ball at the ref, double tech, he was out of there. On the way off the court, he uh, he mouthed off some words, which I cannot say in front of this microphone, but it was something similar to a very uneducated female dog. Now, you cannot say these things. This this is not a good look. You know when you're you're an NBA star, you're a football star, you're in sports, politics, celebrity, anything. There's always a camera on you. Mm-hmm. Like he had to be way smarter. This is not gonna this is not gonna be good. This is because one he's been fine. I don't know how many different times in the last couple of years. KD as well. So like, what is the problem? What is going on with Draymond Green? He's always been like this though. <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> he always just gets technical fouls. You're right. He is a very passionate player, but he's got to learn to calm down. And I think also this year especially, not just Draymond and Durant, but everybody's been seem everybody seems to be getting a lot of technical fouls from the rest. It seems like the rest are not the taking anything. Yeah, they're not taking I mean, nothing. There was a game the game before this one where the Knicks played the Bucks. KP like tapped the ball at a guy and he got a double technical for that. He like threw it at him. Come on. Like really? They, when the playoffs come around, I hope they let them play a little bit more. But you gotta now you gotta let them like rant and rave, but if you're Draymond, you can't you can't push the limit like that. Like you can't yeah. say that to the female ref. She's just telling you, you know, back up for me. Like, what are you doing? Can't do that, Draymond. Yeah, Draymond's passion has definitely been a plus and a minus for the Warriors. You could even make a case that it cost them one of those finals. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I don't want to bring the female thing into this just because uh, I think if you asked all the other refs in the league. If Draymond would say that to them, I think they'd say, yeah. <laughs> Draymond yeah. said a lot of mean That's things true. to a lot yeah. of refs. I don't think it has too much to do with gender for Draymond. Yeah, Draymond, mm-hmm. he's he's certainly a fiery guy. We definitely know that. All right, so I'm very interested to hear what you guys have to say about the trade deadline because I'm stumped. And I want to go back to the Cavs because my favorite team, yes, is LeBron James. You heard me correct. My favorite team <laughs> is LeBron James. But my team needs some help right now. And – They've tried a lot of things, okay? Uh, Kyrie did not want to be there at the start of this year. They got him out the door with I, which, what seemed to be the best deal possible at the time. Doesn't seem to be working right now. And they recently got denied for trying to get DeAndre Jordan. So what, what, what what's left for them to do? Maybe like, uh, God, they, they honestly, they need younger wings. So you don't have to go after a star-studded player like supposedly they're going after a boogie. Get, get, <laughs> get, My you know, <laughs> get maybe like a, there's gotta be, there's gotta be a team selling players. The Knicks now, you know, maybe Courtney Lee. I know Courtney's like 32 or 33, but he's a solid three and D guy. They need those kind of guys. Yeah. Um, you're talking about wings. I know Stanley Johnson's available. Mm, yes. Uh, yes. and, um, you know, also there's a, been a Kemba Dwight yeah. Howard deal kicked around. Really? You know, I, I mean, not not really, but, you know, I don't think Isaiah Thomas is going to be 100% this season, so maybe you can get Kemba, a guy who is 100%, and Tristan's not giving you that rebounding punch, and maybe you can get that from Dwight. 
I don't know, but that seems a little far fetched. I don't know what the uh, Cavs would have to give up for that. Maybe maybe the first round pick they have from from Brooklyn. Eh. I think it's interesting because what what and this is where I would admit LeBron is causing problems because he has a no trade clause and he's not going to get rid of the no trade clause, but he won't sign long term to the Cavs. So it's like, what are you going to be able to do? You now for the Cavs as an organization, you can shop LeBron, but no, you can't <laughs> that's do not that. Gonna, yeah, you can't I mean, do that. you can, but you can't and you shouldn't. And that's the only way they can get viable pieces for their organization, yes, period. Yeah. So it was like, is it a lose-lose situation for the Cavs? Which it seems to be for me, honestly. There's no way out. It, honestly, I think I think it is. I mean, it's... Let's be honest. Do you, do we all realistically think LeBron is coming back? I don't think so. No. Also, this is why you never give any player a no-trade clause. <laughs> don't ever do that. People are smarter than you think. Okay? Yeah. But, I mean, like, listen, if LeBron leaves next year... They're going to still have, like, J.R. Smith on the roster, Iman Shumpert. They're going to have these players who are not going to help them get to the playoffs. Uh, if I was the Cavs, you, well, you can't even you can't even just rebuild now. It's just you just have to go through this year and maybe just be bad for, like, two or three years. It is a lose-lose situation, Manny. Yeah. Yeah, I think the whole no-trade clause thing was just basically to be like, should we trade this Nets pick? And... I think LeBron's not giving them any information whether he's staying or leaving, so they're just going to hold Pat on that Nets pick so that you know they have something for the future. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, ESPN just broke an hour ago that Lou Williams actually signed a three-year extension mm-hmm. with the Clippers, so he's not going anywhere. And that brings me into Blake Griffin talk because Blake Griffin— Pistons. Yeah, the Pistons are looking real good right now. They won four in a row, and I think they're like— right out of the playoff race. So was this a good move to to ship Blake? I mean, he's not playing bad. He's doing putting up good numbers. I mean, for the Clippers standpoint, I would say yes because you gave the guy a lot of money and yeah. you weren't making the playoffs. The Clippers needed a rebuild. Uh for the Pistons, there's a lot of potential between Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. And if they don't trade Stanley Johnson, you have him, you have Reggie Jackson, you have Ish Smith. But my thing is, I've always thought of Blake Griffin as Amari Stoudemire 2.0. Mm, when he got that wow. five-year, $100 million deal with the Knicks, uh, let me tell you, Amari was balling. He was until Melo got there. Yeah, but, oh. then, he, but, but then he got hurt yes. over and over and over. It's a big risk. But if Blake Griffin can stay healthy and they can get a couple more pieces in Detroit, if LeBron's leaving the Eastern Conference, they are right in the mix next year. Yeah, I'm happy we're talking about this Clippers trade because I just want to say uh, – it's not Doc Rivers running the show anymore, mm. and he didn't really know how to be the GM. It's Jerry West, who's built some of the best NBA you know, teams of all time. Jerry West knows what he's doing. I think that was a good deal for the Clippers. For the Pistons, I think it was a, uh, sh- like, for the fences, Stan Van Gundy, like, he hasn't made the playoffs yet, and he really needs to keep his job. And I think it might work out for Stan Van Gundy. I think the Pistons may be able to get into the playoffs. They've won, like, four or five straight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Andre Drummond and uh, Blake Griffin's a big front court. That's going to be tough for teams to beat. Yeah, it's going to be tough for teams to beat. Um, what, what, what guys, what big-name guys are out there you think they're probably going to move to any other uh, respective teams? Tyreek's definitely going to get oh, moved. Oh, yep, yep. Uh, not really a big-name guy, but he's putting up pretty big numbers this season. He could really make a difference for a team. I saw Denver. I think he'd be a good fit on Portland. I know Damian Lillard wants them to make some moves. The Celtics have been thrown in there. 
Uh, but the thing is, they're asking for a first-round pick, and I don't think any team wants to do that. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be tough. I know George Hill's on the market. There's been a lot of rumors with him and the Cavs. Uh, I mean, obviously you have DeAndre, Kemba. But remember last year, we remember when the boogie trade happened, we were just like, what? So I'm waiting to see what kind of a surprise trade we might have. There might be something that just goes completely off the radar that you don't even know. But it's going to be interesting. Let's see what teams who are contending – Let's see if they can like get a piece here and there that can push them to the limit. Yeah, I mean, definitely, I did not see the uh, the, the trade from Cousins last year. That was that was crazy. That was a big. I won't call it slap in the face because it was, it was working out there. It was mm-hmm. just a big shocking moment. Uh, I guess we're gonna move into our last topic of the day, and it's gonna be All Star Week coming up, man, guys. Uh, like I mentioned earlier in the show, all these injuries to LeBron James team, <laughs> it hurts my feelings. <laughs> it, it truly does, but um. I at first at first glance when when Steph and LeBron had a little draft, I looked at these rosters. I'm like, man, this is gonna be like an epic showdown. Like this is gonna be great, and it still will be great because mm-hmm. there's still some some good talented guys on both rosters. But who do you guys think is gonna win? Oh, I gotta see. Well, now that Porzingis is hurt, maybe Ben Simmons will go on to LeBron's roster. So. LeBron had the better roster, in my opinion. Oh yeah. I mean, you had By Durant. Far. I mean. Kevin Love, Porzingis, you know they're injured now, but now he has Dragic and all these other guys. I'm going to take LeBron. I'm taking LeBron. Yeah, uh, I think both teams are pretty good. LeBron's had all those injuries, but I think the injuries have actually made LeBron's team a little more all-star game friendly. Yes. A little mm-hmm. bit more running gun. I, yes, more A lot of dunks, a lot of easy layups, yeah. uh, some less big men. So, um, yeah, I think LeBron's team will probably win. I mean, it's just the All-Star game. It's a toss-up. But they're going to be playing hard this year because it's for charity. Yes. Yeah. So I'm excited to see that they really, you know, put in some more effort this year than in years previous. Definitely. I definitely agree with you guys on that one. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely thinking LeBron James' team by far. I My actual question is, as we're wrapping up the show, man, like, how do we? How are they picking the 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 replacements and the reserves to come in and replace guys? The commissioner Adam Silver does it. He's the one who chooses in. I don't know, but I felt like they should do. They should do like the coaches, though, in my opinion. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking it was just uh, it was just something just way off to me. I don't know, but it is what it is. Uh, guys, man, that is all we have for you today. It's been a great show, man. Christian Noka here, Peter Hoyak, and Manny Adeye. Uh, listen, we will be back next week with more. Pick and pod, more basketball talk for you, more everything you want to hear. Hopefully, Team LeBron can get things done. Bye for now.